0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما خلقت الجن والإنس إلا ليعبدون Ma ureedu minhum min rizqi wa ma ureedu ayyut'imoon. Inna Allah huwa rizzaqudhul quwati al Sadaqallahu al-azim. As-salamu alaykum, brothers and elders. Here's one little couplet of one of the great pious personalities. Uh, Urdu couplet, very very simple, very very basic words used in this couplet. But summarizing a very very deep lesson. He says that, We have ke Urdu words that are used here, any person who is Familiar with the Urdu language, every word here is very very simple. It's not something that even a child who normally, if it's his mother tongue, he'll understand the words used. Very simple, basic words. rahe ke waise rahe dekhna hai ke kaise rahe. What the poet is saying is, however we lived in this dunya in terms of somebody lived in the lap of luxury. And somebody was in the, in some abject poverty. Somebody was on a very high profile. Somebody was unknown. Somebody had a certain standard of life, somebody something else. But what was the person's prominence in this world? What was his social standing? What was his financial position? What was all the other things that dunya looks up at? All that won't really matter. However he spent his life in this world, what is going to really matter is Waha hai ke rahe. how is he going to fare on the day of Qiyamud? What is going to be the outcome of how he spent his life here in dunya? What is going to be the result on the day of Qiyamud? That is going to be really of any significance. Otherwise, dunya is a passing phase. And... Even the person in the lap of luxury too has to pass this phase and eventually leave this world. The person in abject poverty also is going to leave this world. The person in the best of health is also going to leave. And the person who is in every kind of sickness also is going to leave. Nobody is going to stay forever here. So this is what the message that the port is giving. <laughs> Jaysay Taysay Rahe, Musafir Rahe, Jaysay Taysay Rahe. The Hayate are this life of two days, really this life of two days, because things are all to be understood in comparison. Now if a person, he, somebody has been offered one year's job somewhere, but that one year's job will get ten year's salary, so how does he take it? one year's job and ten years' salary in one year. And especially if it is fifty years' salary in one year. See, This is like two minutes, man. What's this one year? One year is nothing. In this one year you're going to earn ten years' salary or one year you're going to earn fifty years' salary. This will go just like this. Don't worry about it. Now the person is explaining to him, but this one year is going to be very hard labor and you're going to stay away from home, far away in some other country and Conditions are very difficult, weather is very harsh, it will just go just now, don't worry. Why? Because he's comparing it that this one year I will earn ten years' salary, fifty years salary. So what difference does it make? There's little ups and downs, life will just go just now. This one year will pass in no time. The same lesson this is being given to us here that however this life is going to go, we are nevertheless musafirs, We are all moving towards the Akhirat. What is the thing to get too proud about if a person has something little bit extra in terms of the material things? Is there something to get proud about? And if a person had two things less, is it something to really grieve over? Yes, there might be some discomfort, there might be some little bit of uh, difficulty sometimes, but is it really to something attached one's heart to that a person had little bit extra? Or really to become so grieved and despondent if you had a little bit less of the material dunya. Neither is this correct nor is that correct. Because we all musafir, very soon this journey will be over. And when a person has passed through this journey, then once he's passed through this journey, it all depends on what's the outcome on the day of qiyamah, what kind of life he will then be blessed with in the akhirat. Then... This will really not matter. How he was in dunya, whether in the lap of luxury or in abject poverty, that's all he'll forget about. As is mentioned in Hadith Sharif, that on the day of Qiyamah, a person from the people of Jahannam will be brought forward. But such a person, who had only enjoyed comfort and luxury in dunya, he never had any pain. From the first day to the last day of his life in dunya, He was in every kind of comfort and luxury, but this person lived his life in heedlessness because this comfort and luxury and wealth and sometimes all these bounties that shower down, it sometimes comes as a test. It is a test in any case. Many a person, it's very difficult to digest this, and this test is a very difficult test. Then sometimes when this test comes and a person gets caught up in the luxuries and comforts of dunya, in the wealth of dunya, he forgets Allah Ta'ala. And he forgets Allah Ta'ala, then this test becomes a very difficult test to pass, fails the test. So now this person failed the test, on the day of kiyamah he will be brought. And there is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that he will be dipped in Jahannam for one very, very brief moment. One fraction of a second. He'll be dipped in Jahannam and taken out. Now he was there for a fraction of a second. And he'll be brought out of Jahannam. And he will be asked, "That did you ever enjoy any comfort in your life, in dunya? He will take a Qasam and say, and this will not be because he's lying. It's because he totally, it will all be erased from his mind that he ever enjoyed any comfort. This will be the effect of that one fraction of a second in Jahannam. That will be so overwhelming on him that it will be like he never ever enjoy. he doesn't know what's the meaning of any peace, any comfort. He never had any such thing in his life. And on the other hand, a person who had a very, very difficult time in dunya, every kind of hardship and difficulty and struggle and pain and sickness and everything, but he remembered Allah Ta'ala. He didn't forget Allah Ta'ala. And after all, this is what dunya is all about. While we should always be asking Allah Ta'ala for Afiat, asking Allah Ta'ala for safety from every difficulty, from every hardship, asking Allah Ta'ala for ease, never asking to be that to become brave and asking for challenges. No no we always ask Allah Ta'ala for ease, for afiat. <coughs> but this is dunya. The test will come. And in the Quran, I spelled it out. Tests will come. Challenges will come. But when a person turns to Allah in these conditions and attaches his heart to Allah this is that crucial moment. Many a times a person says that but I got into this and I got into that and somebody got into this vice and got into that vice. Somebody started looking at some haram <coughs> and somebody started ingesting some haram. And somebody started going to some haram place and started visiting some haram people and Allah forbid, what not. I said, but what happened? Why did this happen? Why did you do such a thing? I said, no, the, the stress became too much and the pressure was too high and I was under this tremendous pressure and I just... So I needed to just get some kind of this release, some kind of peace of mind so now for that peace of mind what I did, So now the person, for the peace of mind what you did, for so the peace of mind then I went away to this place here and I went to visit such a person and I went and did this and that. Now this is like a person, the common saying, jumping from the frying pan into the fire. That a person wants to douse the fire, so he douses the fire with pouring petrol onto it. He wants to douse the fire that is burning and causing him discomfort. So now, by pouring petrol onto it, will it ever bring any comfort? Or will it cause a greater explosion? Now, This is the issue, that in that difficulty, that hardship, that test, that challenge, many a person turns to that which Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. I mean, Allah Ta'ala is displeased, is this challenge going to become easier? Or is it just going to escalate? Because it's a system of dunya. It's, the switches are in our hands. The switches are in our hand. If a person puts on the switch of the air conditioner, the cool air will come. And he puts on the switch of the heater, the heat will come. But now he put on the heater in peak summer when it's hot. So now is he going to enjoy that heat. But he turned the switch on. That's dunya. That's the summer of Allah created this cause and effect in dunya. So now under that stress and under that pressure, the person says, well, I just suddenly decided to just do this to get some kind of comfort and ease, mental, mentally comfort myself. Sometimes a person says, I was doing very well, everything was doing fine. But then suddenly that sudden one thing didn't work out for me. What didn't work out? Well, that deal didn't go through. I've been working at this so long and so hard and trying so much to get this deal sorted out and so much of time was spent onto it and so much of money was put into it. And now at the 11th hour the deal crashed. The deal crashed, then what you did? The deal crashed, then I went away. I also went away somewhere, some haram place. I went to go and take off the stress of that by going to some haram place. By going to some haram person. By ingesting some haram. So, if that deal didn't go through, so is this going to now ease the situation? This is Shaitan. In that moment, that moment could have been a turning point In such a way that that progress the person could have made in that moment would have been beyond all the nafil salah that he can perform. In that moment, in that broken heartedness, in that moment when his heart was now really broken, shattered. With that shattered heart, he turned to Allah Ta'ala. With that shattered heart, he made two rakats nafil. With that shattered heart, he raised his hands to beg from Allah Ta'ala. Now that dua where it reaches, the dua which is now in, sometimes in the lap of comfort and ease, that dua can never come out from that depth of the heart. Illa Allah ta'ala bless somebody despite all those comforts and luxuries, the person's heart is still so deeply attached to Allah ta'ala. But otherwise, generally, when things are easy, Alhamdulillah, the dua will carry on, the ibadat will carry on, the tilawat will carry on, the efforts of deen will carry on, everything will carry on. And Allah Ta'ala will grant the rewards of it too. But that connection with Allah Ta'ala that sometimes happens in that moment of challenge. And when that person is really now down, broken. Again, we should never ask for situations like this. But Allah Ta'ala says in the Hadith Qudsi, I am with the broken hearted. I am with the broken hearted Unfortunately, we break our hearts, but we break it for the wrong reasons. We break our heart for, because now the person got deprived of some haram. It didn't work out for him. Or some haram relationship broke off. So now that haram relationship broke off, now he's broken hearted. That is the greatest bounty that that haram went away. Or the person got saved from him. But when the person's heart got broken, Within the, obe- the boundaries of the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. His heart got broken in refraining from what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. At that time the temptation was so strong and it seemed like if he didn't give in his heart is going to break but he said let it break. That situation. He pushed himself to make sure what has to be done must be done. He didn't allow the laziness to overcome him. And especially Allah ta'ala protect us, save us, we should always be asking for a The condition where some con- situations come about, some challenges come, some tests and trials come from the side of Allah ta'ala. This dunya, Allah ta'ala already spelled it out in the Quran Sharif. But at that time, being insan, he's insan, he's human, he has emotions, he has feelings, his heart breaks, his heart shatters. But now in that moment of that shattered heart, he turned to Allah ta'ala. Now that du'a that he'll make in that moment, that salah that he made in that condition, that tilawat that he made with that kind of uh, weeping heart, and that zikr and tasbih and istighfar that he made, with that khushu and khudu that came as a result of the situation, that will take him beyond all the nafil ibadah that he generally performs but unfortunately those opportunities also sometimes are lost because we turned instead of turning to Allah Ta'ala we turned in the opposite direction and by turning to the opposite direction number one we lost out on this great opportunity to connect with Allah Ta'ala and the worst thing is that we distance ourselves even further from Allah Ta'ala Khasira dunya wal akhira this is what is called that a person lost dunya and Akhirat. Otherwise, if he gained Akhirat with that loss of dunya, which outwardly only a loss, but he gained Akhirat in return, then this is a very, very cheap bargain. That if a person had to suffer some kind of material loss, but he converted that in a good for himself, there was some kind of difficulty, some kind of material loss, some kind of challenge, and he turned that into a positive for himself how? He connected to Allah Ta'ala. That's a very cheap bargain. Again, we should never ask for these challenges. Always ask for afiyat. But dunya is a place of challenge. And different kinds of challenges come to different people. Somebody, way, somebody, somebody the other way. But this is the way that we have to respond in all this. So this is the message Allah Ta'ala is giving us in this ayat of the Quran Sharif as well. That, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا liyabudun. That I have not created insan and jinnat illa liya'budun. The word ibadat, we keep hearing, we use it. But the sum total of ibadat is total servitude. They are the slaves of Allah. Ta'ala. And a slave, slave has got no choice of his own. He has no desire of his own. His desire is annihilated in the desire of the master. Hassan Basri, rahimahullah, bought one slave and came and then he asked him what is your name so he said does the slave have a name whatever the master calls him that is his name so he says okay what will you eat so he says does the slave have any choice in what he eats what the master feeds he will eat okay what will you wear does the slave has any choice in what he wears what the master gives him to wear he'll wear he asked him a few questions like this each time the same answer he fell unconscious i said Basir, he fell unconscious after a while when he revived, people asked him what happened. So he says, This person taught me how to be a slave of Allah. Ta'ala. That everything I asked him, he says, as a slave, have any choice in the matter? Whereas I don't own his life. It's just an external ownership. I didn't create him, I don't sustain him. But because of that external ownership, he has submitted himself to this extent. That I got no name of my own, what you call me. I don't have any choice in what I eat. What you feed me? So Allah Ta'ala created us. Allah Ta'ala is sustaining us. We are totally dependent on the grace of Allah Ta'ala every millisecond. Every breath and less than a breath. So what should be our level of servitude to Allah Ta'ala? Our, our level to, of submission to Allah Ta'ala? Now that is the aspect that we are being taught in this ayat of the Quran to Allah Ta'ala is saying, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ wal-insa إِلَّا لِعْبُدُهُ I've not created insan and jinnat except for my ibadat. My ibadat, my total servitude. A complete servitude and complete submission to Allah Ta'ala alone. Our concept of ibadat is sometimes very confined to just a few things which are ibadat nevertheless. Very important ibadat. But that's where it gets confined. Few aspects of deen. Maybe somebody is salah. Somebody is being charitable. Somebody, mashallah, has got a very good enthusiasm to help others. Somebody has got some... So whoever has taken something, that is it. Whereas deen is all-encompassing. And everything has to be fulfilled for the servitude to be fulfilled. Often, and more often than not, what becomes a barrier in this complete servitude is the person's acquiring of a livelihood, earning his wealth, getting an income. That becomes the problem in between. Allah, Allah is saying that I have not created insan and jinnat illa ya'budun for my ibadat, for my servitude. And then immediately Allah says ma minhum I "I don't want any risk from them. I have created the insan and jinnat. I don't want any risk from them. I don't want them to feed me." Inna Allaha huwa rizq, zul kuwati matin. Allah Taala is the provider. Allah is And Allah Taala is zul kuwati All power and might all belongs to Allah Taala. So, this, Allah Ta'ala has given us this life to serve Him, and the provider of everything is also Allah Ta'ala. Immediately with this Allah Ta'ala is reminding us that don't cut corners in terms of what Allah Ta'ala has ordered of how a person should earn his livelihood, how he should go about earning a living. Allah is a provider. The means, insan will adopt, Allah Ta'ala has made this dunya a place of means, but the means don't provide. The means don't provide that is something to be brought deep down in the heart. And it will never bring any good, even though outwardly it might seem, whatever it might seem and how much it might seem, if we are going to try to acquire it in a way that Allah Ta'ala is displeased. Allah Ta'ala is displeased, there will be no good in it. One is that there is a, mashallah, beautiful, Container, something that's really shining, very expensive kind of container. And inside what is it? Inside there's something even more valuable also. Something of even greater value may be inside. And that same container, if it contains some poisonous substances inside. So now that person will see the container, mashallah, and be very thrilled. But there's poison inside. There's one incident just on this poison inside. One incident comes to mind. When Kisra, Kisra, Nabi Salaam had written to a letter of Dawah to him and invited him to Islam. But he was very arrogant. And when this letter of Rasulullah Islam reached him, that arrogance and that pride got the better of him again. And in that anger that who is this person writing to me like this? And he wrote his name before mine. Arrogance and that pride that got the better of him, in that he tore the letter of Nabi Sallallahu When this happened and this message was received by Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Nabi Sallallahu wa responded and said, Mazzaqa Kisra Mulkahu. Kisra, he's torn my letter, what he tore my letter. Outwardly he tore my letter, in reality he's torn his kingdom. He tore his kingdom. Now one, outwardly it seems one thing, outwardly it seems on paper got torn. But this is it. That sometimes in dunya, certain things are done. Things which displease Allah Ta'ala. Things which earn the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. In that process sometimes, a person is doing something which is seemingly very, very insignificant. Like tearing one paper. But sometimes because of the gravity of that sin, that one outwardly insignificant thing it's tearing a person's life apart. But it doesn't happen in one moment. It doesn't happen in one moment. So here Kisra told that Mubarak letter of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam responded and said Mazzaqa Kisra Mulkahu. Kisra has actually torn apart his own kingdom. Now outwardly this would have seemed very very almost like an impossible thing. Kisra's kingdom will get torn apart. How this will happen? But then how things happened, it happened because he was such a powerful person with such a, uh, so much of security and all the whatever a person can put in place to protect himself and guard himself. But Allah Taala's nizam and plan, it took its turn. Everything started moving. Kisra's own son his son became, the son became the enemy of the father. And now he started plotting and planning. When he started plotting and planning, the father was the father, he was a king in any case. Allah Allah had given him that intelligence of dunya. So he already sensed it. Something is happening here, and he was helpless to do anything about it immediately. But he sensed it that something is going to happen here. And perhaps the son of mine is up to something. So he also decided to play his own plan, put his own plan in place. As they say sometimes, if you can't, that some person, if he can't live himself, he won't let somebody else live also. One is to live and let live. Other is he says, if I die, the other must die also. And some say, as long as I keep living, doesn't matter who I kill in the process. Whereas a mu'min, he lives and let live. And many of the incidents of the Sahaba al they said, no, we'll give our life and let others live. That is how they, the example they presented. We'll give our life for the good of others. But now dunya is the other way around. They so, will take somebody else's life to fill our pockets, to just add to our coffers. So any case now, this person also started playing Islam. That if I'm gonna go, he won't us, be around also. What he did was, in his very, very, sec- very secure, his vault, whatever it might have been, which nobody has access to, so right in the inside and in a very, very secure place inside that vault, he put a bottle of poison in there. He put a po- bottle of poison inside that vault. But on top of that, on that bottle, very, very nice bottle, very attractive bottle, Really something out of this world the bottle was. Inside was poison. And he put a label on it. Label is the most potent medicine available. And he put it there. And as time went, the son was plotting and planning and finally he killed his father. When he killed his father, he became the king. He took over. Now he started taking stock of everything and he had the keys in his hand He opened this vault also. He opened this vault. Now this is now in such a secure place. Now he found it. He found this bottle also. And on that, this is this label. This is a very, very potent, very potent mixture. He said, Well, this is what my father was using all the time. So he gulped that. That was the end of him, too. Now, when neither the father remained, nor the son remained, and there was no other male in that family now to take over, and all this is happening in quick succession, as a result, finally, one woman had to just be appointed. And this is when Rasulullah said that that nation can't prosper who has put over them a woman to rule over them. They cannot succeed. But this is how everything just then and not long thereafter the Muslims then ran over the place. But maybe what we are discussing is that in this Allah is giving us this message that your job is to turn to me entirely the is Allah wa ta'ala. The provider is Allah ta'ala. Risk comes from the khazana and from the treasures of Allah ta'ala alone. Insan is destined. The means that he adopts. He adopts the means correctly. The same thing will come what is decreed for him. But it will come with barkat. And if he adopts the means in the wrong way, he will still not get more than what is decreed for him. Output, it might seem he grabbed more but something will fall somewhere, and something the other, and what will get left also will be fire inside. So it will be just the same bottle, the same container, but poison inside. So now that container, mashallah is looking very, very glamorous, very attractive, very tempting, but if there's poison inside, what is going to, what is going to consume? He's going to consume the poison. The person doesn't eat that money physically. If he's hungry, he doesn't bite on that note, he doesn't swallow that coin. That is going to be, that is the means, that's the vehicle only. But now inside it, if it is fire, whatever it brings along will come with fire, Allah forbid. So this is that servitude that we have to learn. And the Mubarak month of Ramadan is right at our doorstep. The Mubarak days are right here. Already that planning, that preparation for the Mubarak month should commence to bring in this total servitude in our lives. Very often we start preparing. Just only on the level of ibadat. Alhamdulillah, that is a very great thing too. But, that is still incomplete. Ibadat, ibadat also is to teach us the servitude. If we are completely the slaves of Allah, ta'ala. our mind, our heart, our soul, every lump of our bodies, how we earn our living, how we live our life, everything in the servitude of Allah, wa ta'ala. we are His total slaves, and therefore we but ourselves entirely to him alone. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the taufeeq. Allah tabarak keep us with afiyat. Allah tabarak grant us that servitude of the highest level and make us his true and obedient servants. Wa akhiru da'wan. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala alayhi wa ala anihi wa ashabih أصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا الہ الا اللہ،, 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 اللہ محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و الله علیہ وسلم دل میرا ہو جا ایک میدانے تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر chahta hu main teri pana mujh sa khalq mein koi nahi go bad ke rendar na maasiya tu अब magar ghaffar hai ya rab bakhsh de mere saare gunah ab to rahe Inna the law, lie in the inna inna La ilaha illallah 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 Muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam الله الله جل جلاله عمن وانه الله عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإلا ابتغفل لنا وترحمنا لنكون من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب الينا الايمان اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وَزَيِّنْهُ فِي قُلُوبِنَا وَكَرِّهِ إِلَيْنَا الْكُفْرَ وَالْفُسُوقَ وَالْعِصْيَانَ وَاجْعَلْنَا مِنَ الرَّاشِدِينَ رَبَّنَا هَبْ لَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ أَعْيُنٍ وجعلنا للمتقين إماما، وجعلنا للمتقين إماما، وجعلنا للمتقين إماما. ربنا فخف لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتبفنا مع الأبرار. ربنا وأتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد. إلهُ الألْمِينَ اللهُ أَمْوَسَ مَصِفُو الْمُعْرِضِ مُعْرِضِ مُعْرِضِ most, merciful, most, gracious, most, kind, most loving Allah. Yahu Al your bounties, your favours, your debuts are countless upon us, Ya Allah. Every second, Ya Allah, we are ya Allah receiving countless benefits and bounties, Ya Allah. We are using countless benefits and bounties, Ya Allah. Illahul <inaudible> every breath that we take is your bounty, Ya Allah. Which is beyond all the material things of this world, Ya Allah. Illahu <inaudible> Al the hands and feet you gave us are your gifts, Ya Allah. Allah, <inaudible> the eyes you blessed us with is your bounty and gift, Ya Allah. Illahu <inaudible> Al the tongue you blessed us with is your nabbat, Ya Allah. Illahuul <inaudible> our heart and mind are gifts that we can never equate the whole world with, Ya Allah. <inaudible> Allah, I mean, all these priceless gifts you gave us, ya yeah Allah. All these countless bounties you benefited us, ya yeah Allah. Ya Allah, we have been so shameless, ya yeah Allah. We have been so ungrateful, ya yeah Allah. We have used all your bounties against your commands, ya yeah Allah. We have used your bounties to something you, ya yeah Allah. You have been so merciful upon us, ya yeah Allah. You have been so gracious, ya yeah Allah. You have been so kind upon us, ya yeah Allah. And yet we have been so disloyal, ya yeah Allah. Ya Allah, we are deeply regretful over this, ya yeah, Allah. We are deeply ashamed over it, ya yeah, Allah. We firmly resolve on this Mubarak night not to go back to the sins, ya Allah. G'naahu alamin you forgive us, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, ya Allah. Allah, you forgive us, ya yeah, Forgive all our major and minor sins, ya yeah, Allah. Forgive what we did deliberately and mistakenly, ya Allah. G'naahu alamin forgive our families, ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, ya Allah. Forgive the ummat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. sallam. Ya Allah, shawaya to the ummat, ya Allah. Shower your Rahmat on the Ummat, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, blow the winds of hidayat throughout the world, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us in the entire Ummat the tawfiq of those amal that bring down your Rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us in the entire Ummat from those amal that bring down azad, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, keep us steadfast on Deen, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on Deen, Ya Allah. Allah grant us istiqamat on Salah, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform our 5 times Salah with Jamaah, Ya Allah. Grant us Khushu and khudu in our salah, ya Allah. Enable us to perform such a salah with which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, ya Allah bring salah alive in the entire Ummah, Ya Allah. Let every house be alive with salah, ya Allah. Let every house be alive with Tilawat of the Quran sharih, ya Allah Let every home be alive with your zikr and dua, ya Allah. Let every home be alive with Ta'il, Ya Allah, let every home be alive with bringing of the sunnah of Rasulullah. Sallallahu and let every home be filled with the akhlaq of Rasulullah. Sallallahu <inaudible> Cleanse the homes, Ya Allah, from all the vices and evils, Ya Allah, from all the taps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. <inaudible> ya Allah, you give us a tawfiq of, Ya Allah, doing all that which pleases you, Ya Allah. Save us from all the fitna and Fasadi Ya Allah. Save us from all the temptations, Ya Allah. Save us from all the vices, Ya Allah. Save us from, Ya Allah, doing what is haram, Ya Allah. Save us from going to haram places, Ya Allah. Save us from ingesting anything haram, Ya Allah. We us from looking at haram, ya Allah. Ilahul <laughs> al-Alamin, ya Allah. You guide us, ya Allah. Keep us steadfast, ya Allah. Ilahul al-Alamin, ya Allah. All those who are sick, give them shifai, kamilah, Ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every taste of their ailments, ya Allah. Ilahul al-Alamin, ya Allah. Those in any kind of financial difficulties, remove it with afiyet, ya Allah. Ilahul al-Alamin, ya Allah. Ya Allah, Allah, those who are in any kind of hardship and difficulty, ya Allah, grant complete afiat to one and all, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin Ya Allah, the time of our death, take us with the kalimah, La ilaha illallah. muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on iman Kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on Tawbat al-Nasuf, Ya Allah. Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Allah, make our covers gardens of Jannah Ya Allah grant us si the shafaat of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allah give us Jannatul those without any reckoning Ya Allah Ilahul Alameen those who have passed away from our families throughout the Ummad Allah you make their complete Maghfirat Ya Allah grant them Ya Allah Jannatul those Ya Allah give them the highest stages in the akhirah Ya Allah Ilahul Alameen Ya Allah all the work of Deen that is taking place accepted Ya Allah make it a means of hidayat Ya Allah make it a means of Deen coming alive Ya Allah the Ijtima to take place accepted Ya Allah make it a means of every khair and good Ya Allah make it a means of coming alive in every home Ya Allah (laughs) All those who ask us to make dua for them all those have raised their hands with this dua hall, ya Allah. You are the of each one's heart ya Allah. You know each one's need ya Allah. Fulfill each one's highest needs from the grave ya Allah. Fulfill each one's highest aspirations ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya Allah. alamin <rt-> ya Allah. <trad-> you in <connectors> grant <rire> <resquin> the best of dunya and the best of akhirat ya Allah. alamin ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the good singing- quotation- that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam begged for. Ya Allah, you grant us as well ya Allah. Whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam sought refuge from. Ya Allah, you grant us refuge as well ya Allah. سألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر مستعذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ. ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سجدنا محمد وآل يساعد معيين والحمد لله